Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Happy Saturday, friend. Happy Saturday. Monday. Monday. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little late to the game this week, I will say. It is Saturday at what time? 4.36 p.m. 4.30, yeah. Today is Amanda's birthday, my best friend in the whole wide world. So happy, happy, happy birthday, Amanda Jean. Happy birthday. I didn't even see that. Yeah, we got to be together next year because our, our birthdays are two months apart, but we'll be turning 40 next year. So we'll have to make a, we'll have to make a plan for that. So I just wanted to acknowledge her and our, I was thinking our friendship is old enough to drink this year because I think we've been friends for 21 years. Uh, It's been a long time. Yeah. Yes. A long time. So how was the beach? The beach was good. It was super duper like quickly planned. Um, our place was awesome. It was just like a block away from the beach and it was a six hour drive. I drove the whole thing and that was great. AJ is such a great traveler. Mm -hmm. We got there at about four o'clock that day, which was Friday. So we spent, you know, a few hours on the beach that day, Saturday, we were on the beach all day long. It was like so nice out. The water was great. We were in the water. Um, it was super windy. So I actually got a little fried, which usually i don't Mm -hmm. you know but it was like that first (laughs) fry of the year whatever and then Sunday we were on the beach but then the rest of the week the weather changed it was supposed to be so rainy here which is why we decided to up and leave and then we never got the rain yeah it was like 85 and sunny here and then the rain came another storm came along so but it was fun because we still like had a boardwalk day and then we did go to a restaurant um there was like only one other table with people at it and stuff like that and um I will say, though, like, nobody had a mask on down there. I have not taken AJ into any stores or anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take him into the grocery store when we got there, and, yeah. but he had his mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody nobody else did. Um, so <clears throat> that was crazy. Yeah. So we so Virginia, northern Virginia, um, started phase one yesterday. So Friday, the 29th, yeah. um, we went into phase one. Um so today I got my hair did, which it, it I mean, I bet I had th- three inches of roots. It was yeah. tragic. Uh, but I was nervous going because yeah. like, I have not been anywhere. I know I've said that, but like I haven't been anywhere. I've never worn a mask because I've never been in anywhere. Um, yeah. ma- masks are mandatory here right now to go inside of anywhere, any like public establishment. So <clears throat> I like pulled up and I was nervous and... I want, I wished I had told her ahead of time, like, text me when to come in. Like, you know, like when yeah. you're done, text me when to come in. But I didn't. So I went in at the time. Right when I walked in, they ran up to me, took my temperature, told me to, didn't even ask my name, nothing, said, go over to that sink, wash your hands. So I did that, came back, told them my name. Then they cleaned off. A, there were people cleaning everywhere I looked. And there were only yeah. like, <clears throat> like each of the nail stations had like um, plexiglass. So you just like stuck your hands through. Um, I didn't do that, but, um, 
people cleaning everywhere. <laughs> I, they, I know I'm <laughs> gross. My fingernails are gross. But um, they had me go sit in a chair. She's like, this chair's clean. Sit here to wait. Well, that's all good and fine. But she was 45 minutes late to start yeah. doing my hair. And I was like, okay, 45 minutes. Like, I feel like you knew it. You knew when you could still have warned me not to leave my house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was sitting there like, and I, I think I was just a little bit panicked because I'm just sitting there. There's all these people. I haven't been out. I haven't been anywhere. Yeah. And here, you know, like I even would have rather sat in my car and waited than right. that. And so I was trying not to get irritated and <laughs> I was like, thinking I of my tools. My yeah. Well, I didn't even want to touch the door. I didn't, you know, I'm like, know. now I'm clean. I'm just going to sit here and not touch anything and don't look <laughs> at anybody. Don't make eye contact. I don't know. Um, but I was like, okay. She didn't, she doesn't want to be running 45 minutes behind. She doesn't want to have to walk right. over to me and apologize. She's obviously running around like, cause normally what they do is like, she'll have someone processing and then she'll be trimming someone's right. bangs and that, but they yeah. can't do any of that. It's only one person right. at a time. So I think they just haven't gotten the hang of that yet. So I, of course didn't, I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah. Okay, take a deep breath. Everything's fine. But when I know I'm going to be late for something, I, I know. freak. So you're, I knew I was going to be late for so this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was sweating. And like, oh, my gosh, I kept looking at my watch. And she's like, oh, do you have somewhere to be? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I told you when I sat down, I had somewhere to be at 4 o'clock. And you can see that it's 3.54 and I still am sitting in your chair, you know. Um, yeah. So, but I'm so happy to have my my blonde hair back and it's so pretty I feel like long. a brand brand new me I got those yucky ends cut off and I feel good Lovely. Caleb was like so you're just gonna leave you're just gonna go out there and get COVID and bring it home and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> of course. like I'm, I'm really gonna take all the precautions not to buddy so and then like when you paid you know they're there I don't know they they did do a good job of making you feel like you were safe at least so good yeah hopefully. that's the one thing is like I I have gone to a couple of places and what gets me though is like you know people are still using like the debit machine and there's nothing at the machine where you can clean your hands or right card or anything. right right um I went to Kava yesterday um, and I love Kava because you put your card in and then just accept it you don't have to push the push numbers in and do or, all yeah that. Right. Stuff. Like, yeah. I'm like, come on, can you just do that? You know? So right. I was like, thank you for having a keypad that <laughs> I don't have to touch. Right. <laughs> Why don't you order on the app? You should order on the app. Well, yeah, true. And then yeah. just pay for I it on the app. And then you can just walk in. Yeah, walk in and pick it yeah. up. Yeah. I've I loved I've loved those kind of options lately, you know, where you can just order ahead on like yeah. um Carini's, our little pizza place here in town. They have like you can order on the app, pay for it, and you just pull up, they come out. <laughs> I ordered the other yep. night, Caleb wanted a sub and <clears throat> so I tried to make Jonathan think it was his idea, you know, so it'd be a good idea, like <laughs> you know. Um, and so I ordered online, went in or didn't go in, pulled up, rolled the window down, like the passenger side window. The guy came over and I'm like, yeah. he just looked at me and I'm like, Kristen. And he's like, what'd you order, hon? I got five orders going in there. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm my bad. Uh, I ordered uh, two slices of pepperoni and he just walks away. Like, okay, that's all you needed to hear. Two slices of pepperoni. He walked away, like threw it in my front window. I mean, there, I mean, he was just busy, <laughs> yeah. but like not great like customer not great like bedside yeah. manner or whatever you would call that I don't know but I was like oh sorry like I thought you yeah. wanted to know my name I put my name on the order isn't that how you would recognize it but no 
Um, but I'll say that I do kind <clears throat> of love this new normal because, like, even today, well, so then today, because I went so freaking ham in my workout, workouts, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, I got the cauliflower pizza at Mod, yeah, and like Uncle Julio's is open and Mod and whatever, but it still is curbside. Yes, so which I'm is like, so no, nice. Why don't they keep it that way it forever? It's, that's what I, I was know. thinking. I'm like, that was so easy. I pulled up, rolled down my window. Yes. It's already paid for. He threw it, literally threw it on my front seat. I rolled yeah. up my window and rolled out. It was great. And I'm like, this is this see, is how it should be. This is how I actually prefer to roll. Exactly. And I think it, it, it's very like Northern Virginia. And we're, we're like kind of the last people in the whole wide world, I feel like, to still be you know, okay with the fact that we're in phase one and wearing a mask and having all these precautions. Our pools are not opening, Mm -hmm. um, which is crazy and talked about that. But like back home, everything's open. Water parks are open. Pools are open. You know, the bars are open. The everyone's just open and going on about life. I know it's it's very different. That's when I talked to Stellan, he's like, what? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know, buddy, it's just different here. Like, I don't know. It's just, just different we're not doing that stuff yeah it's crazy no the uh burlington coal factory opened up over by amanda and leo mm-hmm. and she ran there yesterday and then he went because they're not taking the kids in anywhere either yeah and in between that just minutes of them like swapping or whatever he went i mean there's lines outside the stores now everywhere like there's lines yeah and, you know like <laughs> i saw swirlies that's like our little ice cream place um yeah and it's always packed there but i saw the line people posting pictures of the line i'm like man order some ice yeah. cream at the grocery store like <laughs> i couldn't i wouldn't be standing in that line with all those people but that's just me to each their own i know a lot of people have different thoughts yeah. on it they have different thoughts on the masks last week I said you're an asshole if you don't wear a mask and I got called out for that a little bit but like I just feel like if that's if it's mandatory and that's what you have to do to be able to go out and there yeah. I saw some people comparing it to like no shoes no shirt no service right yeah. so like if they can require you to wear a shirt and shoes like why can't they require you to wear a mask like it's just like if you don't want to wear know. a mask please don't but don't come here you know like that's fine yeah well, the problem with that is that it's, it's being required that we wear a mask and then the governor goes to the Virginia oh, Beach my and he's gosh. unmasked right. all over the place taking pictures with everyone. And so the people that are like not being, you know, not wearing the mask again, yeah. cool. That's your thing. Totally respect your opinion and whatever. Right. Um, but, but then they're like, he's like serious. He's, then he's <laughs> mandating masks and yeah, getting yeah. being photographed at Virginia Beach, not wearing a mask taking pictures with like high risk groups of people and (laughs) it was it was yeah it wasn't good it was comical all right so it I guess we feel that it's necessary to address what's going on like it would be remiss of us not to talk about um Minneapolis about the tragedy of George Floyd um and it's a difficult position to be in as like privileged white women to like voice our opinion on it so Mm -hmm. all I can say is that it's terrible and awful and a tragedy an absolute tragedy I'm so sad to see what the aftermath has brought to 
not mm-hmm. just Minneapolis, but, you know, Atlanta, there's been protests at the White House. They've been to Woodbridge like there's all over the country now, you know, the protests. And I I can't say that <clears throat> like I th- there's a lot of trouble with it's terrible what happened. But and I don't it, there's not a but yeah. like I can't yeah. say that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. I don't I don't even know who they are are like whoever is feeling the need to to protest in that way I don't know what they feel inside so I can't judge them for what they're doing I think it's terribly sad to see a city burning down and you know more violence I I don't like that um but I've I've tried so hard and I've thought so much just in the last couple of days about how like I want to know more and I want to do better and I want to continue to like evolve as a person because I think just like being raised in the midwest and um, in a really small little town, you know, I wasn't exposed yeah. to a lot of like diversity. And so I just like, I just, uh, when I know better, I can do better. And so I just want yeah. to keep learning. And I've, you know, been watching, I'm going to pause you for a second. I I've been watching like all the social media, you know, and like, um, your friend, Terry Thomas, she, <clears throat> she posted yeah. like everyone's vocal about the looting, but silent about the murder. You know, and it's true. Yeah. Like so many of us, no one posted, but then when the looting happened, it was like, Okay, this is terrible, right. but but you know, but there's not a but. Like it's all just terrible. I'm trying to find a post that <clears throat> that I saved. Um, and then Will Smith was quoted as saying, "Racism is not getting worse; it's getting filmed." Which also, you know, like this is what it's been for for since the beginning of time. Like <clears throat> racism has just been, you know, a, a fact of life. Um, so there's this girl. She's a she's a podcaster as well her name is Sarah Dean and she posted this on Facebook I just want to read it it says dear white friends I am a racist so are you this is not my opinion this is a fact multiple times this week I've been asked to share anti-racism resources not because I am an anti-racism educator or expert uh, but because I have talked about race on my podcast and I've openly shared my experiences learning about my own racism I'm going to share the requested resources here, but I have a few requests of you, my white friends, first. Get past your ego and own that you are racist. Again, this is a fact. If you have white skin, you have benefited from your skin tone your entire life. That is a neutral fact. Black and brown people have suffered tremendously because of the system that allows you to benefit. Again, neutral fact. Learning about your racism will be uncomfortable. Don't be fragile or precious. Walk into the discomfort. You're going to be here for a while, likely the rest of your life, because that is what is required to undo a lifetime of conditioning around your privilege. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Pay black educators. Learn from people of color who make a living educating others on race. Do not ask your black friends, neighbors, or coworkers to educate you for free. They are exhausted and owe you no education or explanations. Pay black educators who so generously put in the emotional and mental labor to share their stories, their history, and their brilliance. Don't expect people of color to hold your hand and sing you lullabies as they educate you. They will likely make you uncomfortable, perhaps even mad. Sit with that. It's not their job to teach in a way that coddles you. They have endured a lifetime of discomfort. It is appropriate and necessary for you to feel uncomfortable as you learn from them. When you see racism in action, name it, call it out, take a stand against it. Yes, this will be uncomfortable. When you find yourself in spaces of only white people, ask why that is. If you lead spaces of only white people, ask why that is. Yes, this will be uncomfortable. Teach your children about race, racism, and skin tone. This is not a wait until they're old enough conversation. They're old enough now. 
Know that you're going to say and do offensive things while you're learning about racism. Own your mistakes and missteps. And again, don't be fragile or precious. Keep learning so that you can keep doing better. Be a resourceful, responsible, more anti-racist citizen by learning from these educators. Pay them. Buy their books. Sign up for their talks and courses and events. Give money to the causes they share. <clears throat> so, and then it says, just simply following, you know, people on social media is not enough. Be a better citizen by committing to learning and unlearning in active ways. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um... And then she went on to say, friends of color, if I've said anything insensitive or inaccurate or racist in this post, feel free to offer feedback. I certainly don't expect you to educate me for free, but I'm always learning and open to your input if you want to provide it. And I think that's where I was just like, okay, like how do we address this without saying the wrong thing? Because as white women, we don't, we're racist without even like just by the way we are raised, just because we grew up in this country, like we have racism in us and I don't want it in me. And I, yeah. I, I don't even I don't even realize that it's there. So I think we go forward thinking, oh, I'm not racist or I don't think that or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But like it's there. It's in us. And there was another um, in Glennon's book, Untamed, which we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, she has a whole chapter on racist it's called and it's actually her longest chapter in the book I think and um, I wanted to read a little bit of that too because I just think it's like like I think we just don't realize it like yeah again when you know better you do better so I just want to know better like I want to be taught I want to learn I want to to know even though I'll never know because I'll never have that experience of living in a world that oppresses me or you know that people look at me and are afraid and I actually had to sit down with Asher this morning because he keeps seeing like these fires and things on mm -hmm. um you know on tv and these protesting stop killing us and you know like I I felt like you're right he's not too little because I would just have pretended that like I don't want to worry him with that like he doesn't need that in his yeah. little mind but like not saying anything isn't helping right it, it, it's 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 harming by not by not addressing it at all so he and I sat down and like had a long talk about it and I'm just you know just like in in very simple terms like do you know the difference between a black person and a white person like what are the difference what is the the only difference and he said just the color of our skin and I said that's right that's the only difference you know like we have the same heart God made us yeah. all he loves us all and we don't ever treat someone different and just having that conversation I felt like I was saying all the wrong things but I did I did the best I could well I've gotten in a lot of a lot of people I've said that to him, like my son doesn't see, you know, he doesn't see color mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. a difference and that alone. Yeah. That's the wrong thing to well. say. Right. 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 But you have, you yeah. have a nephew, right? Yeah. Most of my friends are of color or mixed right, or, right, you know, right. um, so yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so this is actually from, Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous essay called Letter from Birmingham Jail. 
Um, he says, I must confess that over the last few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate, who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action. And I feel like that's what we're watching in Minneapolis, right? That's right. the... It's terrible, but to me, that's what that says. Yeah. Um, then she talks about like her her own dad, like being in his church after something happened, like after the Charleston massacre in the church. Um, um, like her parents' church was like was doing something to bring people together and like have a conversation. And he said he like stood up and said, I'm not here to um, make packages. I'm here to talk. I was raised in a racist southern town. I was taught a lot of things about black people that I've been carrying in my mind and my heart for decades. I'm starting to understand that not only are these lies, but they're deadly lies. I don't want to pass this poison down to my children or grandchildren. I want this stuff out of me, but I don't know how to get it out. I think I'm saying that I've got racism in me and I want to unlearn it. Like, I think that's what we mm -hmm. all need to do. We need to unlearn all these things that we've been, even if it's not been like specifically with words, it's like in watching people, it's watching people's actions and overhearing things. And, you know, it's not like direct racism, but it's still there in us. <clears throat> um, we can be good, kind, justice loving people in our hearts and minds. But if we live in America, we're poisoned by the racist air we breathe. And then there was one more part. Um, so she's just talking about, um, you know, just let's see. We're not going to get racism out of us until we consider racism as not just a personal moral failing, but as the air we've been breathing. How many images of black bodies being thrown on the ground have I ingested? How many photographs of jails filled with black bodies have I seen? How many racist jokes have I swallowed? We have been deluged by stories and images meant to convince us that black men are dangerous, black women are dispensable, and black bodies are worth less than white bodies. These messages are in the air, and we've just been breathing. We must decide that admitting to be poisoned by racism is not a moral failing, but denying we have poison in us certainly is. I just think that's huge. Yeah, that's powerful. Right. And uh, like, so, so we can admit it and just do better, you know, like we've it's it's the air we've breathed it's it's not necessarily our fault but it's our fault if we don't try to do better to try to unlearn to try to you know seek um counsel advice from people of color people who know people who have lived this their whole entire life i just think that um mm -hmm. i don't know like i don't i i hope that the next generation can do better did i lose you Okay, now you're back. I'm like, shoot! I was about to text you, like, ah, what the hell? The no, we're good. Um, and then, like, I have so many. Like, my dad is a police officer. Like, I have so many friends in law enforcement. And I posted something from my friend Jessica the other day that said it's okay to support law enforcement and also condemn officers who are who abuse their power. Right. So it's not like all the police officers that I know that are in my life said this was the worst thing in the world. Like never oh, in their, worst. nothing in their training says to put their knee on someone's neck. Like, no. you know, they would never do that. And they would also never stand around and watch another police officer do it. 
to somebody, you know, like, well, that's what just blows you away is you're like, how in the world? I mean, same thing. I know a lot of law enforcement and, you know, a lot of law enforcement for a long time right now. And just because of other recent events, like they're also, there's a lot of things that they can't do even when things are going really wrong. Right. And so, you know, it's, but nobody can, nobody. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible thing that happened. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just, I will never understand it and I will never understand how, you know, Mm -hmm. the other people can sit there and watch. That's. Yeah. That's the, I mean, it's just as bad, you know, they they are just as bad as the person who had the knee on the neck. Like, I just can't imagine it. And then, you know, I was just laying in bed last night thinking about like Caleb. Caleb always wears his hood up on a hoodie, right? If my son was black and he was running around in a hoodie with his hood up, people would be afraid of him. He would be he would be a threat to people simply for being a teenage boy wearing a hoodie, right? Like that is so sad. And then speaking of that, I saved another thing. Whoopsie. um, That I was looking at today and it was this. Um black man and he posted this and he said um twice it was a picture of him walking his dog holding his daughter's hand and he said twice a day I walk my dog ace around my neighborhood with one or both of my girls I know that doesn't seem noteworthy but here's something that I must admit I would be scared to death to take these walks without my girls and my dog in fact in the four years living in my house I have never taken a walk around my neighborhood alone and I probably never will Sure, some of you may read that and think that I'm being melodramatic or that I'm playing the race card. I still don't even have a clue what the hell that means, but this is my reality. When I'm walking down the street holding my young daughter's hand and walking my sweet fluffy dog, I'm just a loving dad and pet owner taking a break from the joylessness of crisis homeschooling. But without them by my side, almost instantly, I morph into a threat in the eyes of some white folks. Instead of being a loving dad to two little girls, unfortunately, all that some people can see is a six foot two inch athletically built black man in a cloth mask who is walking around in a place where he doesn't belong even though I'm still just the same guy who wants to take a walk through the neighborhood. It's equal parts exhausting and depressing to feel like I can't walk around outside alone for fear of being targeted. Mm. That's reality for people. We don't think Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it's just, we really need to take a look at our privilege and our lack of, I don't know, like our lack of, like, we just don't know. We just need to start to learn. We just need to evolve in our thoughts and in our, um, you know, I just feel like the way we grew up, like I just keep going back to what Glennon said, like it's the air we breathed and it wasn't like rampant, blatant racism, but it was there. And like how she said, like how many um, like inappropriate jokes have I swallowed? You do. You just like grin a little. And you just don't say anything, right? You just like let it happen. And that right there is racism. That is, you know, that's our job right there to stop that person and try to educate them the best we can being white women. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was worried about addressing this because I don't feel like we can do it correctly. But also I don't want to not, I don't want to be the one who pretends it didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. Like for me, I just, I have so many really good friends that are black and that, you know, I do talk about it all the time with them or, 
you know, and also my friends that are black from back home, a lot of them did grow up with a lot of privilege too. And none of that excuses any way, shape or form what happened and never, ever, ever, ever will, you know, and it's, it's so hard. And, you know, obviously with us being like sisters in Christ too, like Mm -hmm. we can pray and do all of that, but until like everybody comes together, it just is always what's going to continue no matter what. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. What else? We got to end on a higher note than this. (laughs) (laughs) People don't come here for this. I mean, I know that (laughs) no one wants to hear about this because it's all that's, you know, all that we're seeing and hearing, but also we can't ignore that it's happening because it's our job to do better and raise better kids and, you know, do our part. For sure. Um, Without talking about working out or my weight or (laughs) (laughs) the things that I talk about every, talk about every You're doing awesome. I love, like, I I don't think we have talked about the fact that we, you and I, like, check in. Actually, I've been really bad the last couple of weeks of sharing my macros back, but that's because I'm under eating again. Um, But I love that we're doing that together. Um, Yeah, it's it's been fun. Another a yeah, little accountability, accountability and, and yeah and like I it's funny because I always say I don't even know people who don't eat enough and then last week you're like Kristen you're not eating enough like you're not <laughs> you're not losing any weight because you're working out you know twice yeah. a day and you're eating this many calories and that's not enough and I was like what I'm one of yeah. those people now <laughs> so <laughs> I, know, right? I did up my calories and you know like I I haven't lost weight but I also haven't gained weight from upping my calories yeah. so um but you're also ripped too well, I don't know about that that's, but that's <laughs> the thing too and that's why I really preach about it and you know I do talk about it so much is because so many people in their mind think that they're binging and they think that they're eating too much and they think that there's no hope because they think that they're out of control Mm -hmm. until you start logging you don't have to be fasting you don't have to be doing a plan you don't have to be doing all of the things but that's what I do in that group Mm -hmm. is I say you guys go into my fitness pal put your weight in there put your activity level it will tell you how many calories you should be eating and be honest. So for anyone that's listening, go to my fitness app, go to goals. It will ask you your weight. It'll ask you your desired weight. Then it says like, do you want to lose one pound a week, two pounds a week? If you put two pounds a week, that's going to put you in a pretty It's going to put deficit. you at 1200 calories. Yeah, I mean, pretty much not, everybody. Yeah. Yep. And that is not enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. That's a deficit right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And if you're not working out like crazy, if you're not eating the right things, if you don't know macros, that can be dangerous. So we've talked about it before. I typically, and I am lower. I meant to send that back to you. I'm not still at 2,300. I'm at about 1,900. And then days like today where I went really overboard with my workouts, like then I will eat over what that calorie is supposed to be. Do y'all hear this bitch telling us she eats 2,300 calories a day? (laughs) She's like the tiniest person that ever walked the earth. (laughs) The teeniest. Uh. But that's. So when I, when these people finally, you know, a lot of people might not comment on the post in there every day, but once they, they're like, listen, I've been watching and hearing mm-hmm. and hearing what you're saying, but I didn't believe you. I thought, you know, right. I, 
I knew in their mind, they, they're just overeaters. They're right. just out of control and they're not. Well, I think that's okay. So that's something I do like about my fitness pal. Like I don't love diet culture and diet mentality. Like I do want out yeah. of that, but if you, you do need to know that you're eating your macronutrients, you need to know that you're getting enough protein in a day and you're not just eating yeah. carbs all day long, which was what I used to do. I lived on carbs and fat, right? So yeah. you need to know you're, it's, it's good to see that graph. Even if you're not looking at your calories, just to know your macronutrients are, you know, where yeah. they should be for your energy levels, um, yeah. <clears throat> for your hormones, like you talk about. Um, but also my fitness pal won't let you like close out your day. If you don't eat enough calories, it will, it won't even yep. give you like your little recap. It'll be like, you're under yep. like you, that's yep. not enough. So that is a yep. good reminder too. And I think mm -hmm. people get to where they like binge, like, you know, air quotes because yeah. they ate 600 calories of Oreos in a day. And they're like, oh my gosh, I binge. Yeah. Well, no, but you ate 600 yeah. calories today with no nutritional benefit to your no body, you know? So, yeah. or they didn't eat all day long and then they ate like what they think is when you don't eat all day long and your stomach is tiny. Yeah. You think you like, there's days where I like, I eat a gigantic lunch, right? Yeah. And it's like keeping and I have to get like a freaking like mixing bowl out to make my salad and put all my veggies and avocado and like all the things they put in there. And then I like look and I'm like, geez, that was only 700 <laughs> calories. Well, it's because you know? the nutrient dense food. So it also yeah. makes you take a look at like, oh, well, I could eat 10 Oreos or I could eat. A salad yeah. with chicken and tomatoes and avocados and a hard-boiled egg. Yeah. And, a, like, for the same amount of calories, like, right. the, the more nutrient-dense foods have the less calories, right? So, yeah, I it, it does, you know. And so, for me, I had down that I was lightly active. And you're like, Kristen, like... <laughs> You're working out double. I, 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 yeah, I have been. I've decided like, okay, I'm like, by the end of the day, I feel just so bored and worthless. Like during all of this, like I do what I can, yeah. but then it's like 2.30. I, I swear to God, two days this week, I was in my pajamas at 2.30. Cause I'd done, yeah. I, I lived my life for that day and yeah. I was just done. <laughs> and so I decided to start, like I do my workout in the morning. And then if I, oftentimes I'll go for a walk with my neighbor, Melissa. And if I don't go for a walk, I've started hopping on the Peloton. Which yeah. I don't need to keep that up for my whole life. But while I'm just home and doing nothing. Yeah, why not? It feels good to me. So when I told you or when I showed you my thing, because I showed you, I'm like, this is what it tells me to eat. And you're like, Kristen, you're not lightly active. You, I'm like, well, anyway, so we got that figured out. And um, I signed up for this damn diet bet. And I'm mad at myself for even doing it because I'm. Yeah. Um, but that's over on Wednesday. So. Okay. On Wednesday, and after Wednesday, I'm going to, Steph, I talked to Steph about it and she's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I don't care. No big deal. And then she's like, text me later. She's like, shoot, I don't even own a scale. I can't be in that. Like, it was like, she almost like walked to the bathroom to like weigh herself and realize she doesn't even own a scale. Like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get there never... so bad because Melissa yeah. on my walk today Melissa goes but how do you feel I'm like I feel amazing like if yeah. I didn't see today that my number wasn't what I wanted it to be I would think I weighed five pounds less than that because of how I feel and how hard I've been yeah. working and how close to my macros I've been like so who yeah. freaking cares because the goal is yeah. to like how I look right and to feel really good 
And so I have you that. You have to have somebody like, like literally I should just come over and be like, give me your skin. I have had Jonathan I mean, hide it before. And uh, girl, you, you will find me naked running around the bedroom, like looking under the bed because I need to weigh myself <laughs> and I just peed and it's morning. Like and I'm like, for video <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere until you show me And then Jonathan will be like, uh, apparently you found the scale. I see it's in the back of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, baby. Why'd you hide it behind the couch, under the thing, back in the, you know, well, yeah. it's like, wow, how many places you? did you look? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's just because, too, I, so I really never did weigh, um, but I also... I think for me, and we've talked about this not for a really long time, so if we have new listeners or whatever, you know, my thing was drinking and Mm -hmm. drugs, Mm -hmm. and a lot of this book is just... (laughs) Yeah, it really speaks to that, doesn't it? I I mean, yeah, because that was her her vice. She she was an alcoholic, and she did drugs, and she was bulimic, and yeah, so we're talking about Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Untamed. And yeah, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of freaking goodness in there. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I love the book personally because I feel like it's me. I love the fact that like a chapter is two pages long. I feel like she's like, she's like, okay. And then the next thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like totally ADHD. Like totally, it captures my attention, but also so much of it is relatable. And, and now it's very relatable to me now because even in my marriage and all of my life, when I was going through all of that, what I would say to myself was, I know that I'm going to be a really good mom. And so when I have a kid, none of this will even matter, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And then like, when you told your story on Jenny's page, you know, I sit here and I'm like, I need to go to therapy or whatever. Um, and I'm like, I don't even know what really went wrong in my life. Right. But you know what went wrong in my life is I like to party. Right. That's what went wrong. Mm -hmm. That's what caused all these things and all the issues. And it was the people that I chose to date or the people that, you know, whatever, because I was popular. I was a bartender. I ran the show. I was like the social director of the city. But that's, you know? listen, that's so powerful that you come to, came to that realization because now you can't blame anybody else. So, yeah. so while you have to quote unquote blame yourself, that means you have the power to change all of it. Like none, yeah. none of it comes from the outside. It all comes from within you. And that is so much what I'm learning too. And I've been so excited because I'm now I'm into this other book and I'm like dying to just keep reading it because it's all about like, so in Life Coaching, we talk about how like no one has the power to make you feel anything. Only yeah. you. And it's hard. Like it's hard to yeah. because you want to blame your bad mood or your sadness or your situation on somebody else and what they did. But if you really get down to it, like it's your thoughts about that person or your thoughts about what they did or your thoughts about that situation that create the way you feel. And so it's like mm-hmm. so cool to know that I have the power to turn this all around. And I actually was listening to a podcast the other day and I was on my walk, walking around the pond and it said something about, cause I'm pretty critical. Jonathan is a crit, he's, he's a pretty critical person, but he's nice about it. Like I can't explain it, but you, you'll feel yeah. the criticism, but he says it nice. So it's like a wolf yeah. in sheepskin a little bit. Um, but I, so I've said that to him lots of times, like, 
uh, like, you know, and he, he's not like, he's the nicest person on the planet, but yeah. he's got this little, like, and it's his drive and it's why he's successful. And, you know, so good things yeah. come of it. Um, but one of the quotes in the, the podcast said, because I call him out on everything. So basically since I met Jonathan, I've been trying to bring him down to my level. So for about eight years, I just call out every single thing that he does wrong. Like if he says a word wrong, I have to say it. If he does something that I think is the dumbest thing ever, I'll be like, wow, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't have much of a filter if you haven't noticed. Um, but it said, if you still have work to do on yourself, why on earth are you working so hard to change somebody else? And it was just like, yeah. whoa, like, whoa. Yeah. Like yeah. I have so many, he could turn around and he doesn't ever do it. He could say a hundred things back to me every time I say one thing to him, he never does it. But I'm like, you know, that is, that is my defense mechanism. That's how I don't have to work on myself because I just call him out for his shit. And then that makes me feel better about me. Like, that's awful. So last night I was looking at him and like we were watching TV and he was like laying in front of me and I was just looking at him and I'm like, I can't remember something was annoying because I basically live my life annoyed. And uh, but I was like, wait, why would I ever say that to him when I have so much that I need to work on in me? And so I was like, I love now having that to remind myself like and like who would he be to me without that thought? So if I could look at him and never have that thought that he's annoying who would I see? I would see the most incredible, amazing, wonderful man. And you, you do like, you do also. I I do. I do. But it's just like, I need to check myself once in a while, you know, like, and that's so good to know. Is that what you saw growing up? No. Wait, 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 wait. Which part? Which part? I don't know if I, (laughs) maybe I should ask you. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't know. Maybe like so much of everything in in us is like just so like deep rooted, deep seated, you know, like and you don't even realize where it came from or that you have passed that along or um, whatever. But it's just so cool to just know that how much control we really have over ourselves. Well, yeah. And just for people in general, like if there are people in your life that are not serving you, be done. They gotta go. They gotta go. It's really, I don't know. Like for me, I'm really am simple. Like I, I'm like I'm bougie. I'm did it, you know, like whatever. I Instacart everything and curbside pickup and, you know, whatever. But for me, really, it's like if you take the time to do the tiniest thing for me, like it will change everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. is the little things, and that's important. But I've been sitting here for so many years, just like going back and like, listen, there's, there's things that have happened to me. Um, there are a lot of bad things and you know, all of that, but it's like, when it really comes down to it, I'm so blessed for the childhood that I had, you know, Mm. all of the love, you know, whatever, all of the things. And it's like, I chose to party for well over a decade. Mm -hmm. And that really, I don't want to go all in with my cursing, but like (laughs) that really messes you up. Yeah. Like that is something that I have to undo almost every day. And although I do a lot better now, like, yes, there's time where I'm like, yeah, Fridays I like to have my beer. And sometimes I drink way too much. Like, you know, I don't black out anymore, which is great. Right. Um, But (laughs) 
but I did like when I'm reading her book, she's like, literally for 16 years, you drink mm-hmm. till blackout. Yeah. I did that mm-hmm. every four days a week, at least, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, so this book has been really great for me. And like I said, I'm like, so many people have been like, you should write a book. And I'm like, I could never, but now I'm like, I could write, you know. Well, and the way she did it makes it feel attainable because, sure, I can write a two-page chapter and tell a story, right? Yeah, it it does. It it also makes it easy to read because, like you said, like you can read three pages and finish an entire story, and then you just move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. Oh boy. Yeah, but I just love to be like, I just love where I am right now because it just feels like I'm evolving so much. And that's who I want to be. I want to be the person that keeps learning. And I want to be the person that can like think about the person I was five years ago and like how I've learned and changed from that. And I want to be, it's interesting too, like there's so much debate. We're so divided as a country right now. We're so divided as just people. And like, I don't want to like, I don't want to shut down a person who has different beliefs than me. I want to learn to listen to them with respect, try to see where they're coming from and like, take that in and take that with me. And I don't, it doesn't necessarily need to change me, but cool if it does. And if not, no big deal. But like, I don't want to be the person that blocks somebody on Facebook with a different point of view than me. I don't want to, I don't want to like have somebody troll me and like tell me that (laughs) they thought whatever, like I want to be able to just take that in, think about it. How does it feel? Um, Is it true? Like ask myself those questions and just learn and be a different, better version of myself as the years go on, you know? Well, and that's, I just think that that nat- naturally occurs. I don't know. I like. Well, I mean, I we said, get we get wiser as we get older, right? But we get wiser. Yeah, I think though. It, I think like the twenties are whatever. Like I, oh shit. You know you. <laughs> I'm like you. Don't even have any idea who you are. No, like, at all. At all. Like when you're twenty, what early? You know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like your thirties are great, and you evolve and all of that good stuff. And I just. And then I'm like 40, you know, I'm like 40. I was just saying like literally yesterday, I was like, I'm not even halfway through my life yet. That's right. We have so much left. There's so much left and there. For me, that's just, it's hopeful and it's beautiful. And it's, you know, I've owned a lot of shit and I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud too. I'm proud of both of us. I'm proud of you know, another thing just really is look at who you surround yourself with. I mean, they say like, you're only as successful as the five people in your, yeah. Like like whatever. And it's, if you're surrounded by people that are always questioning and um, complaining and harping and poor me and you know, whatever, then that's going to be where you're at. If you're surrounded by people that are trying to do better and learn more and grow whether it's in their faith or in their education or wherever Mm -hmm. that's probably going to be where you're at you know and so there's one thing that I can say for me I would not be where I am right now if I didn't move here for sure same you know yeah and that's one thing that I'll forever be grateful to Chad for you know and you know we were in a, a great place right now he, he and AJ are great and me and AJ were great and Chad and I are great we communicate yeah. great everything you know and it's 
maybe not how we anyone thought the story was going to go, but it's our story, and there's so much left of our story because yeah. we're we're still a family and we're still a team. And I don't know. I'm just I'm grateful. You know, as soon as like people heard about our separation, immediately everybody's oh, are you going to come home? Are you coming home? And I'm like, this is home. Right? Isn't that funny? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. this, this is home. This is my home. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Yes. It's it's. <laughs> all the places will go right like you just have no idea what what life has in store for you but um there's a beautiful plan that we do know um okay just quickly I was just thinking like we're always talking about um you're always talking about herbs you're always talking about fast way to fat loss do you just want to tell people really quickly like what your like pages are on Facebook or your groups that they could follow sure um so just really the main group it's called (laughs) fasting food and fitness i'm like what is it called fit fab fun fab fit (laughs) (laughs) yeah fasting food and fitness and um it's just i wouldn't say it's generic right like it's well good advice sometimes i'm more detailed than other times right now i know i'm just kind of a little lax in there because i know a lot of people are just trying to get through their days and so i don't want to be like ah you know overwhelming but it's great just to even if you're not a, a real if you're not participating, but just to linger in there and kind of watch and learn and listen, yeah. right? Just to kind of get a, a feel for things and an idea of what it is that you do. Um, I, yeah. I have gained a lot from that page. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And your page? Yes, which, but what's your, way, soul, the... what's your soul? What's your soul? Like, what do you do? What's oh, your main soul page? Okay. So my if you're ever main... interested in the herbs. Yeah. Okay. So the, my main soul page is called Find Your Soul. That has like 3,500 people in there. I started that in October of 2017. So lots of, just use the search tab, whether you're dealing with hormone unbalance or, you know, anxiety or whatever. And then the other one is little souls. And that's like my, I have, I think 650 families in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of sensory, lots of um, just behavioral, emotional, the things that most people, you know, they're, I don't know. It, it doesn't have to be the normal. Like their poor little bodies are bombarded with so many things. And so just getting them some actual nutrition, um, it's, it's awesome. But seeing all of those kids and families, there's a lot of lives and videos and stuff directly from the kids, which a lot of people appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. And I just started my coaching page or a group, I guess. I didn't even, I don't even know what I was like, I don't know. Is it a group? Is it a page? What am I supposed to do? But I started (laughs) a group. It's called Kristen Ballard coaching. So if you, if I haven't added you to that, I tr- I tried to go through, but my list is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, yeah. Add yourself to that and you can just kind of follow along with what we do in our, our real lives day to day. Yeah. Our real life. Our real life. Actually, this podcast is more real life than anything you're going to get, but for, uh, <laughs> for the most part, for what pays the bills, don't talk about, <laughs> that's but... right. <laughs> talk about those another day that's right another day all right well happy monday y'all uh happy monday hoping for just a better a better week in the world this week it was rough last week was rough so um again when you know better you do better so you know learn no get out there like yeah seek the information no better exactly no better Yes. All right. Love you so much. Love you guys. Later.
that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.